I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Hello and welcome to this installment of Homeschool How-Tos. I'm excited to have you here. My name is Jenny and these Homeschool How-Tos are just supposed to be little short podcasts that dive into very specific homeschool topics. So today I am going to be talking to you about living books. So what are living books, you ask? Well, you're not the only one because this is a really popular question in the homeschool community. And it's actually, the term living books is Charlotte Mason terminology. So if you follow the Charlotte Mason method, I'm sure you have heard about living books. It's a really big concept in the Charlotte Mason method. And what living books means is quality classic literature with educational value. And I know that sounds kind of dry, but the other way that you can describe living books is books that are alive, books that speak to us as humans and teach us real human lessons. And I'm not just talking about nonfiction books that teach us historical or scientific facts. I mean, those can be living books, but I'm also talking about, you know, works of fiction that can teach us moral values, they can teach us virtues, they can teach us just what it's like to live life as a human and make us feel more connected to other people and events. And it's interesting because this concept of living books was always kind of something in my mind as I had young children and was starting to read out loud to them. But I didn't have the actual term living books yet because I hadn't done homeschool research until my kids were closer to being homeschool age. So when I started reading about what living books are, it was as if I was finally talking to my people and making connections with certain ideas that like I just didn't even know existed. So it was really exciting. So some examples of living books that you might want to check out are things like Shakespeare plays. Those are extremely living, even though the author's been dead for centuries. King Arthur. Um, Our Island Story is actually a nonfiction one. That's a history of England for boys and girls. That one's a great living book. There are also ones for younger kids like the Little, Little Bear series. I love those books. My kids love those. Parables from Nature and even like the Little House on the Prairie series. I think all of these books really just feel alive. It's it's hard to explain what living books are other than saying they're books that feel alive, but they really are. I mean, they're speaking so much truth about humanity and just learning life lessons. So these are all really great examples of books that you can read with kids of all ages that are really going to resonate with them. And um, I also wanted to mention the opposite of living books are what we call in the Charlotte Mason community twaddle. And twaddle are like dumbed down books with no educational value. So this is like, I can't really think of any good examples right now because honestly, I don't have a ton of twaddle. But sometimes when I'm in the library, my kids pick up these books and they want to check them out. And they're like about drama in school or like kids fighting with each other or kids being bad and getting away with it. And people think it's cute when they're bad. 
that kind of stuff drives me crazy. And that's like just one example of twaddle. You could also say that some like little board books for kids that are just really not educational or useful and just have rude characters in it, like those could be twaddle. I think you know what I'm saying because I think we've all experienced books like this, whether we know it or not. And those are the kind of books that I really try hard to stay away from because like I said, I really want my kids to learn from literature and they're not going to learn from books that are really, really dumbed down or have characters that are displaying bad behavior in them. At least they're not going to learn the lessons that I want them to learn. (laughs) I think it's really important to introduce these classic pieces of literature to your kids early because then they're going to develop a love for that kind of quality literature. And so, you know, I'm starting out right now. My kids really can't read super independently yet. So I'm reading a lot of these things aloud. But over time, I think they're going to gravitate towards these things, even when they can read independently. And that makes my heart so happy. And I'm just very excited to like discuss books with them for the rest of their lives because I think that kind of thing is fun. And I want them to just want to read things that are quality and be able to discern between what is quality and what is not and what is going to serve them long term in life and what is not. So just before I start wrapping things up, I just wanted to give you a few more examples of living books just so you have things to refer to and see if maybe you even have these on your bookshelf already. So things like The Secret Garden, The Chronicles of Narnia, Treasure Island, um, let's see, Lad a Dog, any of these books that are just super good and really teach you something those are living books. Like you don't have to overthink this either because a lot of things are living books without really marketing themselves as that. So just, you know, go through your bookshelf and see what you have that you would qualify as living books and then read it with your kids and see how they respond to it. I think that's the best way to introduce living books is just introduce your kids to it and you'll see that they really love these quality works of literature. Well, I think that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on living books and you can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Learning for Life. You can always email us at kidslearningforlife at gmail.com. And please don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you found any value in any of this information because it does help other people find the podcast. So with that, it's time to say, see you next time. Bye.